Book Mochiba and taking you back a while to a track called Trigger Hippie. That's the choice of the JSB crew. Now the choice is yours. You're welcome to SMS us, WhatsApp us, give us a call, do it whichever way makes your day. We'd like to hear your big fat juicy. Moving into our first story, it's an environmental story. Now the South African National Parks or Sand Parks have a conservation program which has seen over 30,000 medicinal plants being do- donated to traditional healers and communities close to the park's borders. Now, this is in a bid to ensure their sustainability and also to minimize the impact of poaching. And it's a good story, a fascinating story to see how it's working. On the line is Tim Neary, who is a conservationist working with the project. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Pleasure. Tim, first of all, the project is called the Warburgia Salutaris Project. Explain uh, what the title is and uh, what the project is all about. Okay, well, the Warburgia Salutaris is also known as the pepper bark tree. Yeah. Um, it's a tree found in effectively many of the coastal areas. It, it has a particular belt that it grows in and grows up into the Kruger Park. And it's a, it's a, world, it's a southern African tree and it, it does change as it goes into Kenya. And it is mostly one of the most uh, medicinally valuable trees. Uh, and it's one of these areas as well where the tree has been proven to be of medicinal use, uh, not only through mythology uh, and traditional use, but actually through science as well. So we know that it's got a huge value to uh, both the indigenous communities as well as overseas communities. So that's one of the issues that it has. Tim, you talk about it being an issue. And I suppose when we talk about poachers, we always think of poachers with regards to animals. And yet, in fact, uh, we are talking about something else here. We're talking about poaching of plants. Yeah, mooty poaching is mostly of the biggest poaching, far greater than animals. Um, and, and you see this for many plants. And unfortunately, it used to be done sustainably. So if we look at the Warburgia, the... the um, Medicine fellow would come along, our traditional healer, and he would take, they would take a little scallop of the bark and use that scallop in the, in the traditional medicines that they're creating. Unfortunately, what's happened, as the tree became uh, less available, uh, possibly cleared through land clearing uh, and also use, it's become unsustainably harvested. So no longer is somebody just taking that little piece of bark, which which recovers back again, because it does have a latex cover underneath it. No, unfortunately, now we're taking the whole tree. So the whole tree gets taken down, and it's a very slow-growing tree. It's also in, it's slow in the wild. It grows quite well in in domestic uses, and um, unfortunately, also uh, it, it's not a tree that propagates itself very easily. So that is yet another another problem. There are a lot of diseases that get into it. There's a fruit fly that goes in and destroys the um, the actual seed itself. So it's not a tree where you go out into the wild and you'll see, oh, look, there's a parent tree and there are a bunch of little trees underneath it. Uh, no such luck, not, not for ma- the majority of the area. So, Tim, let's look at uh, what this challenge is. Obviously, there are medical healers who need the plant for the work that they do. And as you say, there's a concern that the plant is slowly, potentially even becoming extinct. How does one uh, join the two? How does one find common ground? Well, what we did is, um, through SAPI, who are the sponsors of the actual project, what we've done is we've gone in 
and we've we've assisted in changing the the methodology that the tree is used. So we we were able to discover that leaves and twigs have the same uh, proper, proper properties as the actual bark. So that changed it where instead of waiting 15 years or so before you could harvest bark, you're now able to harvest a tree from about three to four years old. You can start to take small amounts of leaves off, etc. We then also removed, not, not by saving the tree in the wild, but protecting the tree in the wild by starting to give community people two to three trees that they can put into their gardens. So we started with the traditional healers. And we've gone out into the communities. And now the tree, this uh, project has actually expanded into Zimbabwe. Um, Iswati is also doing a small number of the trees where we're assisting. And then we're assisting in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, so it's all the traditional areas, and that's what we're trying to get at. We, we, you know, this idea of saying, well, let's stop the traditional use. No, traditional use is traditional use. Let's encourage that but remove the need to go and poach the tree in the wild. Because at the end of the day, um, you can have the same fine as poaching a rhino for poaching a tree. Sure. And and what kind of a fine is that? Well, it can be up to 10 years in jail or more. It can be 100,000 rand. Depends what the judge is feeling like at the time and the severity of it. And, of course, that's not only the only thing. You know, people were trying to go and poach trees in, in places like the Kruger National Park. And the guys are very twitchy because of all the rhino poaching. So you do yeah. stand a very large chance of, of either being injured or shot, possibly. So that's not something you want to have a look at. And, of course, as we say, it's a traditional use across southern Africa. Um, so, you know, it, it, the expansion is slowly but surely. And we, we've been able to solve some of the problems um, of growing the trees. So the seeds we get from one farmer in KwaZulu-Natal, he way back in 96 planted about 130 of these trees. Yeah. He's now got over 800 on his property. So we also have created seed orchards where we plant up to 100 trees. And the whole deal is there we try and go into estates, etc. And we say, right, guys, there are your 100 trees. Now we start to see how we can secure those seeds for the future. Because all of these projects, Michelle, the biggest issue is people start a project, they get it going, and it's a continuation of it. So yeah. if we look at it now, places like Kruger National Park are in a maintenance phase. So yes. instead of growing 30,000 for them, we only have possibly having to grow 2,000 for them through, through the time. It sounds, it's, Tim, we're going to have to leave you there, but it's a great project. Tim Neary, conservationist. Kruger National Park's Kukuza Indigenous Nursery is growing something called the Warburgia salad utaris. And it's seeing many, many of these medicinal plants or trees being given to traditional healers to grow themselves as well for communities across the park's borders. And uh, not just in South Africa, but in Southern Africa as well. 721, you're with SFM 104 to 107.